1: Ryan Grubb.
3: Sure there's, there's an efficiency to it, so you're not just bogging him down on every recruit. And, and there's a lot of guys that, you know, initially, you know, he trusts. He's not going to tell me, hey, I need to watch every single guy you offer. But if there's a guy that, you know, we need him to look at or something, we, we certainly do. No, I asked Shepard this a few weeks ago, so it's kind of refreshing my memory. But when he said, I don't know what the words. I think he. Asking you questions, sometimes it's like you have to make the decision. Do you want to get the bite back or do you want to get the information? Just kind of what's your relationship been with Shepard and Gar the season? And just kind of how do you – just kind of your thoughts on just that Oh, man, it's been awesome. It has been absolutely awesome. I think, uh, you know, I, there's so many things I value about Jamarcus in, in so many ways. And, and uh, I think just the relationship that he builds in his room is so strong that, you know, you just see that because I, I feel it in our staff room, you know, the, the kind of relationship you can have, you know, with guys in your room. I think it permeates into your your players' room, things like that. So it, it's been great. I think that, the you know, you're talking about strong personalities when they get together. I think sometimes where people fumble the ball a little bit is guys like me and Jamarcus get together and you have strong personalities, but they can't bring it all together, you know. And so for me and Shep, that that part's been really easy, you know, like, it's uh, just guys being transparent, I can say what I need to say, and if I don't feel good about something that's happening, I can tell him that, and he doesn't have to get sensitive, and and vice versa, so I think that's probably one of the biggest parts, is that, you know, that takes years sometimes for people to develop that kind of rapport, where, you know, you want to be able to talk freely, and, and get in the same rhythm with people, but... Sometimes if you don't know somebody well enough, you worry about offending them. And so when you don't have to worry about that, there's an efficiency piece of that that, that I think transcends, you know, what, what some people are able to accomplish.
1: I notice your quarterback's out there dipping the balls in water. Is that your idea?
3: Yeah. Me and Coach Sabore were talking this morning. I was like, are you kidding me? I got to manufacture rain now? I just want to rain practice. And, and uh, every morning I'm like, okay, this is the day. I'm driving into work early this morning. And it's pouring out. And I'm like... I'm looking at the radar and like, yeah, I'll be gone by 8 o'clock. I was bummed. So It
1: seems like something you could patent and maybe make some money down in the future. It's <laughs> some kind of a well, What's interesting machine.
3: It's it's really, they, they should just be soaking their hands most of the time, you know, because it's, there's a little bit, there's a piece to it too, or we'll do a good job getting them dry balls, but their hands, you know, potentially are going to get a little bit wet. So... Just trying to manufacture, make sure, because there's obviously a really good chance of rain on on Friday night. And we want those guys to have a little bit of a wet ball drill.
1: We asked Michael about, you know, if he played in any bad weather games. He says he thinks he played in like in a monsoon down in Florida, but he <laughs> threw for like 400 yards. Yeah, there
3: you go. <laughs> does it matter? It does. I mean, it does. I mean, I think that the the part that's probably a little bit different is Mike's built for this in the in a way that he has bigger hands. Um, he's got 10 plus inch hands, so. Um, That part obviously helps them still control the ball even when it's a little bit wet. Um, I think that the piece that can stand out a little bit is the wind. If you're adding two elements and it gets a little bit windy, you know, typically here it, it rains, but it isn't always like a monsoon, you know, where if it's just raining, I'm not as worried. But you do have a piece where if it's rain and wind, you know, that can be that can be a little bit to overcome.
1: Yeah, when Sark was here, you know, he told me that he was looking for quarterbacks who could really spin the ball because it does make a difference in this stadium rather than throwing the floaters, you know. Do you notice that too?
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, if you watch Mike hold a football, um, he's got a high grip on his index um, and typically guys like that will have a lot of RPMs on the ball so you can see him with a lot of finger control off his index and that ball is gonna have a really, really tight spiral. Um, so whether it's wind or rain, it gives Mike a really good chance to still deliver an accurate ball.
1: I know you're focused on game week, but I just wanted to ask you last week, you know, Coach said that, you know, with the bye week, some of the younger guys got an opportunity to get more reps. Any, mm-hmm. any of the young guys that you were happy with, with seeing the reps that they got?
3: Um, yeah, you know, I think it's all the young guys. I think maybe even the most important is our 2-0 line. You know, just some of those guys that, you know, even like Mateo and Nate, those guys play on Saturdays, but, you know, letting Biney and, and Jax back off a little bit and get some of those guys more reps, I think allows those guys to develop a little bit more. So that those are probably the guys that stand out the most to me.
1: And everybody wants to ask about the quarterbacks. You know, they got more reps too. Anything jump out at you with those two guys?
3: Uh, no, no. I thought actually, if anything, um, I thought uh, Dylan really came along. Uh, he had – Demo kind of had a, a finger injury uh, about two to three weeks ago, and I feel like he's finally – really healing from that and uh you know Demo wouldn't complain about anything so to try to get that coaxed out of him was almost impossible but I feel like the ball is really spinning great out of his hand again so I thought he did a good job this week too with all the checks and things like that so they're both really dialed and doing doing a good job though.
1: Yeah, just one more. Just, mm-hmm. you know, with Sam on the headsets and uh, Dylan uh, sending in the signals, mm-hmm. you know, just the mechanics of that. I mean, how much does it – is it more help to be on the headset and more help to be sending in the plays for the younger quarterback?
3: Um, both. As long To me, as long as they know the, the play call, um, I think that's the most vital part. So they know what they should be looking at. Uh, we go into every game with quite a bit of discussion on the involvement of all three of them. You know, that we're, you know, when you kick off the ball, hey, Mike, we love you. We're all here for you. You know, we're just, there's nobody more in Mike's corner than the quarterback room. And I think they do a great job of that. I think that that in turn will help them stay focused on the game and, and really be in every play. Because as you see, you know, the Arizona State game, Demo is in every rep thinking about like what's going on, what's going on. He gets in a critical play and hits a outbreaker to the field, you know, for 14 yards. And, you know has barely warmed up so you just think about keeping those guys engaged and be ready to be in that moment and have to make that play and i think uh they've really done a good job with that
4: you coached against your alma mater before i
3: did when i was at
4: ucla a long time ago
1: have you coached against jonathan before
4: i've coached with jonathan i haven't coached against jonathan
1: <laughs> oregon state they seem to really run the ball and mm-hmm. tell me about your defensive line how do you stop that running attack
4: I mean, the, the, you know, they do a great job what they do inside, outside zone. I think they did a really good job. Uh, I think they play physical. I mean, every week for us is try to match and exceed the physicality up front, and that's the goal's not going to change.
1: It just seems like every time we play Oregon State, the weather's bad. Do you like bad weather games?
4: Do I like bad weather games? Yeah. I don't mind it. You know, it, it's, um, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I was in Madison, Wisconsin, where it was like, Ten degrees, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter to me. Like football is football, but I'd, I've never been in a bad weather game up here. You know what I mean? So I couldn't tell you what it was like. But sounds like you might on Friday though. That'd be good, you know. I, I think um I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't really think twice about bad weather, good weather. You know, it's just a chance to go play ball. You know, just
1: intangibles. It's just you've got the bye week, but you're also playing a team that had a bye week. I can't ever uh-huh. recall that happening, so no big advantage then.
4: Yeah, day. no. I think it was it was a wash there. I think we both had enough chances to. You know, set each other and you know, set itself up to be a good game. You know.
1: Tell me about that offense that Brian Lindgren is running.
4: <laughs> I think there's a good job. It's balanced. You know what I mean, the run action pass, you know, playing off the run game is is good. You know, they've got they got they've got good skilled players and they've got good players on on the offensive side of the ball. And you know, I think twelve does a good job when he goes in there on Wildcats and in the fullback spot, but. You know, it's balanced, and I think they do a good job of what they do.
1: It just seems to me like Thule's the guy. He seems to, of all your guys, he seems to be playing the best right now. Give me mm-hmm. a little bit of a review on what you've seen out of Thule so far this year. Yeah,
4: he's he's the vet. You know, what I mean, he's uh, you know, he does a good job. He's smart. He's tough. Uh, he's an explosive player. You know, I think he um, he's, he's the bell cow of the room, and everyone kind of follows his lead. So, um, yeah, I like what he's doing right now. He's just got to. Be himself and keep doing what he's been doing this 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 Friday.
1: And then you just because of the numbers, I mean, you're forced to you know playing Javon Parker, mm-hmm. and he seems like he's coming on a little bit. How tough is it for a kid out of high school to come in and play defense? Yeah, it's, line it's in always
4: yeah, it's, it's tough. In any conference, it's tough to come in and especially in the in the middle of defense, you know, uh, right there at the no spot. Um, it's a big challenge for him. But I think he's he's grown every week. You know, I, I, I'm not gonna say he's where he needs to be at, but. He's grown every week, and then, you know, he shows he makes plays and still makes his share of mistakes, but it's just about him minimizing the mistakes and just trying to play fast.
1: I remember asking Larry Triplett about his freshman year, you know, and he said his first freshman practice, he lined up against Olin Krutz, mm-hmm. pretty much got annihilated, and went over to the other side and went up against Benji Olsen. He knew right then and there he was going to redshirt. Did you have a freshman moment back,
4: back in college? Uh, you know, my goal was to probably end up starting as a true freshman, so I didn't. Uh, my goal was to play, you know what I mean? I I don't know. I, I, uh, we didn't have Olin or Benji there, you know, but, I I, but I, had, I I, battled Olin in high school, you know, every every year. So that was a good, I guess, a good lead into my freshman year, you know what I mean? And so you know, I ended up playing as a true freshman. And, and um, so my, I guess my aha moment would have been just having success early, you know what I mean, just making plays against the ones. And, and I don't you know. think people realize you played against Olin in high school. Yeah. What was that like? It was it was it was good. It was Iron Sharp and Iron Man. It was it was it was good battles, you know. Is there you any
1: is there any one battle you remember with Olin back in the day?
4: Um, no. I you know, we used to keep score, you know. <laughs> During the game, you know, we keep score of who won each play, you know. You know, um, but it was you know, we, we, we weren't a very good team in comparison to St Louis High School where he played at. You know, so it was kinda of lopsided wins, but those really intense battles going up in the middle it was pretty cool. Were you before or after Burn? Oh, after, after. Yeah, he was like ninety, I like think ninety, I think. Me, Nolan, in ninety-five. You know, so. Right. No, he's, you know, he's older than that. Yeah, I don't know Burn. Yeah, he's like eighty-eight or something. Yeah, he's
5: older. Yeah. Eric Smith, looks like you guys finally got some husky weather out there this morning.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, this time of year, right? Like you got a defensive weather, man. You got to be able to go out there and play in all the elements, and you want to be a championship football team. You know, late in the year, you're going to have to get in some rain and wind and things like that and uh, you know I think all of our guys from our specialists all the way through to our position players and everybody they got to be ready for the wet balls the uh, you know I mean the exchanges of, uh, of handoffs and all that stuff that goes with uh, goes with weather.
5: I was going to say everyone thinks of offense when they think of inclement weather they think of how they're going to be able to hold on to the ball ball security but from a defensive perspective does that just wet your appetite does that get you even more Focus on, okay, we've even got more going for us to get, to get the get, to get the ball in
7: our hands.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think this part of the country, like, hey, it's just another day, right? Like, unless it gets really, really bad, um, you know, like drizzle and a little bit of wind and things like that, like, we practice in that, you know what I mean, all spring, long we're practicing those conditions, and a lot of times here now, as you get later into the season, you're going to see it, so I just think, uh, you know what I mean, you got to really be a, do a good job of focusing, like, hey, when you're snapping a ball, when you're catching a snap, when you're... You know, what I mean, you're uh, you're playing on defense. You get an opportunity to throw one to you. You got to make sure that, you know, you uh, you get the ones that they, uh, the freebies, the ones they throw to you. So I think that's just the biggest thing with our guys is just making sure that, hey, with, with all the elements and all that kind of stuff, it's the same on both sides. We just got to make sure that that's not a factor in, in how we play and, and in our preparation.
5: I also noticed statistically it's interesting with you guys have done so well in terms of sack numbers, in terms of upfield rush and pressure, yet only have a couple of fumbles. To account for that, how do you go about trying to rectify something like that? Because I mean, no matter how much you want to teach it, there is a certain amount of luck to how the ball bounces.
6: Uh, you know, that's a problem. You're exactly right. Like that's something that we need to be better at. You know, I thought there was a situation even um, two weeks ago at Cal where we came off the edge and had a great a great opportunity to be able to strip a quarterback and, and didn't go violently enough for the ball. And I think. When you're really playing with a lot of effort and and uh, you know I mean a lot of desire on defense, and you get more guys to the football, that's when you, you know you kind of make your own luck too as well, and make your own breaks that way. And I think we got to do a better job there. We've really tried to emphasize that here the last couple of weeks that you know you look at statistically. Um, and the analytics of games and, and, and really it comes down to how many explosive plays are you giving up how many explosive plays are you making and then turnovers is right after that you know what i mean like it's yeah, it really seems like import- a, not a
5: correlation mm-hmm. it seems like it would be there would be a lot more
6: yeah i mean that's that's something like when you play attack style you feel like hey man like the, you know you're gonna be able to get more balls on the ground and have those opportunities and i think we've You know, I mean, we've missed a few of those opportunities, but we definitely have to do a better job of being able to go after the football and getting the ball on the ground.
5: It seemed like even very early in spring, when we first got a chance to find out kind of how you guys were going schematically and philosophically, defensively, it seemed like that was the trade-off you were willing to make. You thought that getting more upfield rush, getting more pressure was going to create more havoc, more explosive plays, more sudden change plays, even if... Maybe there were some issues in the back end, or, or maybe if you give up some some one on ones is, is that is that
6: yeah. fair? yeah I mean I think you know I still think you can play aggressive style and, and it doesn't have to be reckless you know what I mean like you're still we're still want to be sound in everything we're doing um, and a lot of the part I think is just as far as being able to um, you know talk about the attack mindset is just how we want our guys to play like we don't want to be defending the all these offensive plays I think a lot of times like pressure deters offenses from doing certain things they want to do if they know you're bringing four every single play well now you got to defend everything in the playbook you know if you're bringing five or bringing more than that now that all of a sudden they have to start crossing off some things like hey we'd like to run these play actions or all these different you know fakes and that kind of stuff in the backfield but if they bring a lot of guys it ain't going to work you know what i mean type of deal so um you're right i think the one thing that's missing right now statistically for us is there's a lot of tfl sacks stuff like that it's The turnover margin right like we got to get the ball back to our offense more and get it back in you know in some favorable field positions too as well
5: and obviously it's cliche to say that those kinds of things game-changing plays are obviously a big part of any game but when you see two teams that are so evenly matched on paper they're evenly matched with records it, it just seems like there's a there's not a lot of margin here it feels like those are the kind of plays that could really determine who wins and loses
6: no doubt no doubt i think that's for you're exactly right there like hey those those um, those factors that that show up when uh, when your margin for error becomes smaller and you're playing people that are you know very similar to you like the turnover ma- margin, the field position where you start drives, all that stuff I think really comes into play here. So that's definitely a point of emphasis for us. It's it's been that for the last couple of weeks, and then going into this week is huge. I think uh, you know you win the turnover margin on Friday night, you got a great opportunity to be able to, to win the football game.
5: When you look and especially if with a with a week to prepare, an extra week to prepare. And you come into a situation where there's a potential you might see more than one quarterback with with one of their guys maybe coming back. Um, from your guys' perspective, I know you try to just have a game plan no matter who's back there. But if they are a little different, do you have to kind of account for that?
6: Yeah, I think you got to know who's at QB. I think the one thing as you get into November, you've, we've seen enough stuff now. Like we've seen pocket guys. We've seen guys that are, you know what I mean, athletic guys that are going to run the football and all that. So, I mean... Our guys have a little bit more of um, you know experience they have a little bit more uh, confidence just because they have reps underneath their belt now of being able to see all those different types of offenses it would be really more difficult i feel like early in the season when now all of a sudden now you're you know i mean you're everything's kind of changing as far as when one quarterback when one one quarterback comes in compared to the other and and there's some similarities. Like, I don't think they, you know, they'll run, obviously, um, 10 a little bit more. Like, I think he's more of an athletic guy when he's in there, and they'll they'll design yeah. a few more runs for him and things like that. But, um, you know, you do that, now you re, you, you're at the risk of how many shots can those guys take, too, as well. You know what I mean? You end up losing a guy, and now, you know, you're back to maybe one guy, right. you know what I mean, type of deal. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, gamesmanship or chess that goes on with that, too, as well. But our guys are, you know, I think at this point right now, they understand, like, hey, like, this guy's more apt to run. He's more athletic. You got to do a better job of being able to level rush, keep him in the pocket. You know, what I mean, maybe spy a guy. You know, just have some different, some different games and and schemes designed for for 17 than you, or for 10. Excuse me, than you would for 17.
5: And I'm bringing up another number, 12. He might be one of the most unique offensive guys in all of the Pac-12, maybe in the, even in the country. It, it, everyone seems to know what's coming, but they can't stop him. Yeah. How? As, as a front, how do you try to go after Coletto?
6: It's a challenge. I mean, it's, uh, it's the dinosaur, right? Like the athletic <laughs> fullback all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Nobody knows how to. The, it's like how he wants to uh, be a
5: moose. Yeah. Johnson, yeah, you know, mean, one of those guys.
6: And they do a great job. I think, you know, the one thing they do, and I think any any big physical run team, like, I mean, they use guys like him. They use their tight ends. They create a bunch of gaps. And then you get him and, you know what I mean, you get a 250-pound guy on third or, you know, third and one or two or even three, you know what I mean, falling forward. Like, that's hard to stop, you know, especially, uh, you know, when you got all those gaps and tight ends and all those things, too, as well. So, huge challenge for us. We've worked a ton on it this week. Feel like, hey, like, you talked about, you know, you talked about turnovers being huge. I think, you know, uh, money downs, third, third down getting off the field being able to not let, you know, them to be able to get, uh, you know, extra possessions, extra downs and things like that. That's going to be a big part of uh, of the game plan and a huge deal because I, I do think, you know, their style of play where you're you're running it a lot in play action. They're in a lot of third and ones and third and twos and right. that's, you know, I mean, they feel really good about that. They're good at it, you know, so huge challenge for us and he is a good player. Like he does a great job of, You know, you gotta you gotta respect him too. He's a high school quarterback, so sometimes back there you still gotta cover eligibles and things like that too, as well. Because he can, he's pretty natural throwing the football too, as well. So good player and gonna be a huge challenge for us on Friday night to be able to stop their short yardage package.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say because I know in the past, like a few weeks ago, talked about a third uh, third down defense and how that's been a bit of a struggle. And you talked about how at least for the edge players, I gotta make sure those passes in the flat they stay there, tackle make sure you know two three yard gains don't turn into like 20 yard gains yeah how well do you feel like you've progressed in that area
6: we're getting better i think schematically we've done some things now that have improved us um you know you can't maybe just pin us in two or three calls and say hey man they're gonna be in you know i mean this coverage every single third down or a version of this coverage we're making quarterbacks i think at least have to have to pull it down and uh, and make some decisions you know see some rotations after the ball snapped and stuff like that and that's huge I think for our guys like though you know we can get a few extra uh, you know just seconds or an extra second to be able to get to the quarterback we feel pretty good right now as far as those guys being able to win some one-on-one matchups and get off edges and things like that so um, it's been improved it's still something that we feel like we spent a lot of time and emphasized, just because it was uh you know, it was a, a point of emphasis here after, you know, kind of the, the UCLA Arizona State weeks, and we knew it was something that if we wanted to be a, a championship defense, like, we have to get better in that category. I mean, it was a huge thing. Not just, I think not only, you know I mean, just, um, you know, third down, but third and long, you know what I mean? Like, those are backbreakers. You start losing some confidence, and, you know, guys do, when it's third and long, and they feel like, hey, man, like, we can get off the field, and you consistently don't, you know, you get discouraged after a sure. while. So, I think that's something that Will be once again. We talked about it. Those money downs, the third down inside the five, the goal line. You know, get, trying to get guys to be able to kick field goals instead of instead of getting touchdowns is going to be huge too in this. You know, in this game too as well. So, um, so yeah, all those little um, you know situational footballs, situational football um, um, uh, situations that we're going to be in are going to be you know magnified here uh, come Friday night.
5: Couple special teams questions to finish. Uh, we talked to Garen Hatchett yesterday about being in the shield and and kind of what. You know what made him maybe a good fit for that from the coaching perspective, what made Garen a good fit for that
6: he's just uh we really like his brain. He does a great job you know i mean there's there 's a lot of things that go on. We try to be as multiple as we can we want to be we want to make sure our guys know what they 're doing, but yet it 's the same thing you don 't want to be in one protection or one formation the entire time you want to you know make teams have to have to line up and defend uh, not only, you know what I mean, your your punt game, but also your fake game too as well. And and uh, he's awesome that way. He's really taken on that role. I think that's something that we've always tried to do as kind of one of your younger up and coming linemen that maybe he's not a guy that's gonna start for you. You know what I mean, but you gotta give those guys a role. Like when you're on the road, like, you know, you can only take so many guys. So it's you gotta make sure those guys have a role and they're and they're uh, they're helping your football team and he's been invaluable to us. Uh, he's he's really taken you know, taking, uh, taking that role and ran with it, and, and uh, Mateo's his backup off of it, and I really like both those guys. They have they meet a ton with us and really take it, they're intentional, you know what I mean? They're, their mindset with us is like, hey, this is an important deal, and shoot me a good punt, will win you more games than a great catch will, most of the time, you know what I mean, type <laughs> of deal. So uh, he's really helped us there and, uh, and made us a better punt team, so I've been really pleased with what he's done.
5: I mean, it does kind of go in line with the fact that coach hoff has used mateo he's used nate Kalepo right off the bench to try to get them a number of reps per game to kind of keep them involved keep them motivated is that that's part of the planning
6: no doubt no doubt i think the more guys you have engaged that play a role the the better your locker room is the better your practices are like all those things they feel like hey you have some ownership in it right like you have a say in in what's going to happen i mean it's third down and 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 uh you know i'm A lot of times with the defense and things like that, and Hatch shows up right over my shoulder like, hey, what are you thinking here? You know what I mean type of deal. It's awesome because, you know, I think he's, uh, like I said before, he's taken that role and he's ran with it. And uh, as many guys as we can get involved on game day, I think, that that do a good job, like it's just going to make you a more deeper, uh, you know what I mean, a better football team. And then when Hatch does get on the field, it's not like – you know, what I mean, all season he hasn't been out there. I mean, he's been out there every punt now for an entire season, so it's not a shock for him or, you know, what I mean, it's not anxious or anything like that. He's like, hey, man, it's just another play. I've already put some, uh, got some time here on special teams. Right.
5: And finally, um, it felt like in the return game, Giles Jackson was kind of the guy for the first number of weeks. Now it feels like you've really started to mix things up. Cam Davis is in there. Yeah. J-Mac's in there on punt returns. What's been kind of the thinking as these things have evolved?
6: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just with Cam, I mean, he's been... Been really close on a few of them here now and just a bigger body there that can break some arm tackles the the skill set for kickoff return is a little bit different than punt like hey you're gonna have to run through and break some tackles on kickoff and then on punt it's more make guys myth and try to get that guy started I think I think Giles is uh you know a guy that really likes kick return off of it you know what I mean and then uh punt return is like hey I'll do it for you you know what I mean type <laughs> of deal so uh so and and then and and same thing with JMac, mac right like you know Giles gets hurt and and uh you know you got to have the next man up and we're always we probably groom four or five of those guys all year long just we don't want to have too many guys but we want to get enough guys reps that if we do get in that situation guys like junior alexander of cotton have caught a lot of punts here too as well so he can go back there and do it for us so just one of those things like hey man you're rolling with kind of who the hot hand is right now it's not necessarily a you know what i mean like hey giles did something wrong or something like that he got a concussion and you know i mean a couple weeks ago and we're trying to You know, I mean, you try to protect guys and manage guys a little bit. You know, I mean, after that happens, like that's, it's a pretty. um, I always say it's the longest six seconds in sports. You know, I mean, everybody (laughs) thinks catching a punt is really easy. Well, when you're doing it in front of seventy thousand and the ball's hanging up there, and we just talked about the elements and all that kind of stuff, it's a lot more difficult than you think. You know, I mean, a lot of people take it for granted. So, uh, you know, I just really appreciate those guys and the effort that they've done and. and, uh, you know the you know the the time they put in the entire season of, of trying to do a good job back there of catching balls and and helping our football team get you know gain some field position.
5: Has the thinking kind of evolved or, or kind of come back to the idea of using um, starters as returners? Because I know you guys use like to use starters a lot in the cover and, and and you know in terms of running down the field and making plays. But I know years ago it was like well, we don't want to use our starters to be return guys. Like you know a yeah. guy like Cam Davis for instance. Um, is that is that kind of has that been changed or evolved a little bit? Well, I think we're in a little different situation. You wanna you wanna to try to protect those guys. I mean, if you're a guy that's getting thirty
6: carries a game, no question about it, but we're almost by committee at running back. So I feel like like hey, who's really the starter there? You know what I mean, type of deal. Yeah. So we'll use all of them. I mean and it's tell, not like they're gonna say no. No, I mean Telepapa is one of our best kickoff cover guys throughout the year. You know, I mean Taj Davis, same thing at receiver, right? Like he's I would consider him a starter too as well, but he's still a guy that's a four phase special teams guy for us does a lot of things cam rich newton you know what i mean like we're using all those guys right now especially when you have you know some um some injuries and you're maybe a little thin at db like you got to go to other rooms now and be able to say all right like who's the next body types that we can use you know what i mean and we've used more running backs this year than uh really uh you know the last three years that we've four years here that we've all been together like the, our running backs have done a great job on teams for us and have really you know what i mean um you know helped in a lot of different ways not only on the offensive ones but on the defensive special teams, too, you go down and tackling and stuff like that, and like, you know, maybe, maybe they don't get as many reps at throughout the season.
7: Inj.
2: Most of the time, uh, we're waiting, so that there's nothing wrong with us being able to wait. There you go. You know, so we're all right. <laughs> okay. You know how rare a uh, treat that is for It's yeah, okay. a good thing. And unfortunately, that should not be the case. I can remember
0: our coach Fry talking about that when we were kids. There you go. <laughs> coach, I'm curious, when you're facing a, a team like Oregon State, how much pride do you have to take in in stopping the run in this game where you know what they're going to do you know how they're going to attack you just just how much is run defense in a game like this about just having pride in what you're doing and, and knowing all the details.
2: Yeah, and that's the one beauty of this being football instead of your some of your 707 things because it, it's, it's going to be all about bringing the physicality to the table. And you have to show that you have that on every given down because they've shown that they'll run it on any given down in any given situation. So we have to make sure that we're great taking it personal when it comes to you being able to fit your space, fit your gap, doing your job, and making your plate the point of attack.
0: You guys have faced a couple really quality freshman running backs already, or at least one. And in, in Ot mm-hmm. Martinez for for Cal, what what does he do differently? What makes him effective? Uh, just,
2: well, the biggest thing is he, he knows how to get north and south. And, and that's always the challenge that you have when you're on defense, when you have a running back that will get you going in a direction and put his foot in the ground and get north and south because when his shoulders get going north and south, he's always, he's always falling forward for yards. And, and that, that's a very good trait that I, I got a lot of respect for him there. Now what we have to be able to do is make sure we have our shoulders under our pass to where when we make contact, we can stop it right then on contact.
0: I think they still have Coletto too, the big mm-hmm. bruising QB that they're bringing for packages. <laughs> what makes it so hard when they have a guy like, you know, the, you see the Saints do in the NFL where they have a guy who comes in and has that kind of skill set? What, what makes that hard to defend?
2: Well, it's almost it almost reminds you of, like, the Mike Allstatt because he's Bicker than just about everybody in the front seven, maybe outside of your interior defensive linemen. And so from a physicality standpoint, you just have to be on your fundamentals when it comes to knowing your tackling process, how your body needs to be, how your shoulders need to be, how you need to club and wrap, and then how the posse, the gang of dogs, needs to be at the point of attack coming together.
7: Thank you. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Not for a coach. No. Nope. Uh, I got Coach Morel here. And, Coach, uh, just wanted to kind of find out, first first couple practices back on the field and everything like that, how how are you feeling like the guys have come out out of the bye week? Yeah, I
0: mean, there's obviously anytime you get an opportunity to get freshened up a little bit, you know, you look in the league right now, we're the last team along with Oregon State that had the latest bye week. And so that's a grind, you know, uh, getting to that point. I think it was good for everybody to freshen up physically, but also mentally, you know, give the kids a couple of days off and you know, they've came out with a lot of energy this week. They know it's a huge, huge game here on Friday. Uh,
7: is there a, I mean, in your opinion, obviously it depends on the schedule makers and everything, but is there a good time to have a bye, a better time to have a bye? Than
0: oh, you know, later? I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you don't want your bye, you don't want your buy. you know, the second week of the season or anything like that. I mean, obviously, ideally, if you could put it smack in the middle of the season, but, you know, I think our guys did a good job of persevering through the, you know, through the the grind of the first part of the schedule, and now it's, you know, now you're down the home stretch yeah, here, and so it's important. And we're going to need we got some uh, huge games and, and this one coming up here is as big as any
7: so uh, give me some idea on what what challenges oregon presents in the passing game uh, they're, they're kind of known as that physical running team but i know they can throw the ball down the field a little bit
0: yeah well that's i mean you just said it i mean they are very physical in the run game and so you know that really forces your hand in terms of you know your box numbers and 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 making sure you got guys in the proper run fits and that at that standpoint is going to challenge you with them in some of their play action pass game where they're, you know, able to take some big shots down the field. And, you know, I think they do a great job of diversifying packages. I mean, you're going to see every personnel group known to man and, you know, they can, they can easily spread out. And I think they've got some fantastic receivers. I think they've got a couple guys in the
7: slot that are electric and, and they're not afraid to go out and make big plays. Uh, as far as the, their, their run fits and every, the run fits that you guys have to do they're, they're... You know, young running backs, pretty physical guy, but all of their guys, and you said we've already talked about them being physical up front, but what do you guys have to make sure that you're doing up front to, to limit that?
0: Yeah, just gap integrity. I mean, that's number one. I mean, it's one, that's A, B, C, D, E, and F is just making sure our gap integrity is on point. Um, and then you have to be uh, great in terms of team tackling because, you know, you look at their running backs, they're 210, 215 pound guys. They're very, very physical. And so we've got to do a great job. It's just not one guy's job to get them down. We've got to get everybody has got to get to the party every
7: snap when you i know you can't talk about specific guys on the recruiting trail or or anything but did you did you get out and and get to see some guys that you were looking at yeah
0: no it was fun i mean it was you know it's always good to get out and and uh get out on the road and it's just obviously you know the first year in the program is obviously uh, a vital function it's a vital function all the time but you know really vital this year and and uh you know you look down the road not too far i mean signing days honestly it's just right
7: around the corner it's crazy to think that isn't it yeah (laughs)